When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you absolutely should be because you're absolutely missing out on some of the best, absolutely, absolutely the best recruiting intel and we've got a lot coming for you this week, folks. $25 for Auburn Live on 3 until next September. Not a penny more until then. Uh, big weekend in Auburn. Auburn's going to have several top recruits on campus for official visits. A couple unofficial visitors. Transfers. My goodness, it's the list of transfers they're bringing in this weekend. Big time junior college offensive tackle committed to Ole Miss. And then several high school guys will be in as well. Uh, and here to talk to you all about it with me is Mr. Keith Niebuhr, Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you, brother? Woo! Got a big weekend coming up. December uh, 21st, Wednesday, is the early signing period. We will be trying to cover it all up until then, man. Auburn's got 13 commitments right now. Uh, a class ranked in the 30s, low 30s. Keith, 30. Yeah, it was 31, 31 the last time I checked. But uh, they, got a, they got a lot of – they're far behind. <laughs> they got a, They are. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were, I, I was thinking – that they had, uh, based on what we were hearing in the last week, there was enough chatter to believe that, hey, they could make a big run here late, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now in the last couple of the day, days, some of the chatter has kind of been about some of the other teams involved. So sure. uh, I don't I don't still, you know, a good, strong finish is still possible for the early signing period. I just don't know if it's going to be as big as maybe we once thought it would be if you don't include the transfer guys. Now, they got a huge right. transfer weekend. And, uh, yeah, those are going to be guys you got to recruit – you got to recruit for the present and the future at the same time. And the, I like where Auburn sits more with the, with the, the guys that are recruiting for the present, but now. The more important, yeah, the more important immediate need, guys. Yeah. I don't um, know how you guys feel, but that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. The, the guys who kind of started trending down from we, – we, it was kind of going back and forth. You know, I don't think anybody ever had Auburn pick to get these guys, but like DJ Chester and Keldrick Falk most recently, Quay Russell, James Smith, uh, Kay and Lee, those mm-hmm. guys – it, of course, the two Carver guys, I don't think anybody ever expected Auburn to get those two. But, you know, we kind of thought there was a 50-50 shot with Auburn, K and Lee. We kind of thought there was a 45, Cole. We never we never, we never, never tipped the scales on Keldrick Fault, and there's good reason why. And uh, and then DJ Chester. What's up, Keith? But that last week, I'd say about this time a week ago, there was so much chatter about K and Lee and Auburn. Yeah. We, had a, we had a commitment story ready. Yeah, I don't want to say it was done, but I think there's some people that thought that it was pretty close to that. And then all of a sudden, it just started turning the other direction. He's got a really good relationship, obviously, with Zach Etheridge at Auburn, but really good relationship with Ohio State's Tim Walton, too, their DB coach. So, Who was uh, it that committed last weekend? Because, oh, it was uh, Tyler Johnson. And we thought, yeah. was it there, uh, Colton Hood as well? And we thought Kay and Lee would be That's right. That's right. By, by this this past Monday, we thought Colton uh, Kay and Lee might be committed. Uh, let me give uh, everybody a rundown of the official uh, the official visitors this weekend. Uh, we'll start with the high school guys and work our way up. Uh, Darren Reed is coming in. Jeremiah Cobb is coming back. Both of those, all these official visitors, uh, unless otherwise noted, are second time official visitors. Do not count towards the official visit count. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb's coming back. Huge. Uh, Braden Joyner, Darren Reed. Uh, da 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 da. Jamarian Wilcox is coming over, the yep. running back, the newly offered running back. Eric Singleton's coming up for an unofficial visit. Steven Johnson is coming up for an unofficial visit. The two kids from Carver could be back for official visits. And then Braden Marshall, the UCF commitment, is coming in for an official visit. The transfer, oh, oh Juco, Isaiah Miller is a big one. Yes. Isaiah Miller, depending on which rankings you look at, either he or uh, Isaiah Jada are the top two junior college tackles, number one, number two, depending on which one you look at. 
And then the transfer guys coming in, tight end, Ricardo Fairweather, running back, Dylan Johnson, and Ra Ra Thomas, wide receiver. Those two guys from Mississippi State. Uh, Elijah McAllister, grad transfer edge from Bandy. Dylan Wade, keep an eye on this cat. Philip, Philip Montgomery bringing, uh, potentially bringing his offensive, uh, offensive tackle with him. Ben Scott's a new name for us. Uh, kind of a versatile lineman. We've done some research on him here in the past hour. Played guard. I mean, I played played center. Played tackle at Arizona State. Uh, let's see. And then the big one, Grayson McCall, the yeah. quarterback from Coastal Carolina, coming in. And this guy could change the the trajectory of a season, don't you think, Jay Head? Absolutely. I mean, you're really kind of building your transfer class off of that piece. And, look, I think the world of Robbie Ashford, okay, I think he's got a very bright future, specifically in Hugh Freeze's offense and how his skill set transfers into that. But Grayson McCall is that ultimate bridge piece that's going to give you immediate success. In my opinion, he gives you the opportunity to go from five wins to seven or eight wins next year. He's that big of a difference maker, and not only is he a difference maker from the quarterback position, but when you have a linchpin like him, it allows you, you know what I mean, it gives you some credibility with receivers like Ra-Ra Thomas, with yeah. guys like Dante Thornton, a Rivaldo Fairweather, a, a tight end that wants to eat, you know what I mean, they want to catch passes. And this is a guy that has an upward of 70% completion percentage, has thrown for over 2,000 yards every season that he's been a starter, 20-plus touchdowns each season. He is just an absolute dominant player at the G5 level. He's a guy that wants to now do it on the biggest stage. I can't say enough good things about him and what he would do for Auburn and our immediate success moving into next year. And like you guys have been saying, this class was always going to kind of mirror LSU from last year when Brian Kelly took over, a transfer-heavy class. We need to make hay in the transfer market because recruiting high school kids is a 24-month cycle, okay? It's not easy to break those relationships, even when money's good, okay? When NIL is at its best, money's typically comparable. So the relationships tend to win out some in those high school recruitments, and I think we're seeing that down the stretch. But in the transfer market, when it's playing, you know what I mean, when you're in the Kentucky Derby, all of a sudden those relationships don't matter so much, and it's about need, fit, NIL dollars, and I think we can absolutely capitalize on all three of those facets in the transfer market. Grayson McCall, Cole, man, this dude, I tell you what stuck out to me uh, was his touchdown-to-interception ratio. And, and, and let's, I mean, he's rushed for 1,000 yards, too, I believe, in the past three years. Yes. So what, what, would, what would Auburn be getting in Grayson McCall? Well, I was telling Keith earlier, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at his film and I'm trying to find some things to, to criticize with him. And for what they did at Coastal Carolina, he was – there's not a better fit, Right. And what they do there is is sort of old school triple option mixed with the new school RPO and some NFL passing concepts. It's an interesting offense, but really when you break it down, Hugh Freeze's offense is somewhat similar to that, and he could fit really nicely in there because of just the way he reads things, and, and obviously he takes care of the football. I, if I'm looking for a critique, I probably say that he holds on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. I think that's just confidence, man. He's got confidence in the pocket, which. We haven't seen at Auburn in a long time. I'm not probably Ashford, just like Jay Head, but he don't have it in the pocket, okay? Right. Not yet. He's not comfortable in the pocket. He doesn't want to be back there. He wants to, uh, you know, if his first read wasn't open, he was taking off. So I'm right. sorry, Cole, go ahead. But, yes, that, that would be a welcome uh, change. So, yeah, McCall's almost, you know, completely the other way on that. He's, he's calm and, and confident in the pocket, and that's nice. But he's also a runner, and mm-hmm. – and, not a bad runner, not, I mean, excuse me, not a great runner, but um, smart about when he runs and he's got some ability to make people miss and, and get first downs with his legs and things of that nature. I don't think he's a guy that's going to um, run out of the pocket and escape and make some crazy throw like Bryce Young would do. Mm-mm. Knows when to run and do things like that. So he's not elusive. I wouldn't call him elusive, no. Yeah. I think just, you know, fast enough to get by. Being smart about when to run is key when you're in the pocket because if the defensive backs and the linebackers know that every time stuff breaks down, you're going to take off, they're going to be ready for that. You have to be selective. Uh, Cole, what size uh, or what type of arm strength would you say he is on a scale of 1 to 10? Let's say a 10 would be – who's a 10? I don't know. John Elway. What would this guy's arm strength be? 
probably a seven and a half, seven and a half to eight. Okay. You um, know, and, and Jeffrey and I have talked about this before. Some of the best quarterbacks that the three of us and Jay had, I think you, me, and Jeffrey are in the same age. Cole's like, what do you call 18, 19 years old? You look <laughs> like when, when Jeffrey and, and Jay had were getting into Auburn in the 90s, who did you have? Guys like Patrick, Nick, Stan White. They weren't, they weren't John Elway arms. And who was mm-hmm. I following back then? Danny Werfel. Talk about a guy that didn't have a John. But the SEC and major schools kind of went away from those guys. They had it here, though. They had it here. And that's what Grayson McCall has, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, isn't that important these days? Everybody thinks, okay, let's get Jay. I'm sorry, let's get these guys the cookie cutter size and the big arms and all that. And and man, I just want a guy that's a winner. He's 31 and six against the level of competition his team plays against. They're just beating the the teams in front of them. Those are the teams that have the same resources as them. Those are the teams that have similar recruiting classes and facilities and all that stuff. 31 and six. Okay. Like Jeffrey said, the touchdown-to-interception ratio, incredible. He's rushed for 1,000 yards combined over three seasons. So he gets you those yards when you need it. Sure. Uh, and he got it up here. And that, to me, that when I watch that guy, Max Dugan, boy, that guy just like, mm-hmm. that's what Max Dugan, that's that 80s movie. But, yeah, that's that guy to me. That's the guy that just knows what he's doing out there. It, Keith, you just actually called my comp from an accuracy standpoint. What I was told when I was asking around in the coaching community, who would you comp him to when he's as an actual thrower? And somebody said Danny Werfel. He's got a Danny Werfel type accuracy and arm to him, but another Steve Spurrier quarterback, Connor Shaw type mobility. Well, Very smart. Okay. Up at the football. Danny Werfel actually threw a lot of interceptions. People forget that. But it was always a 35 to 12 or 13 ratio. And you would take those interceptions because your offense scored so many points. It was like a punt more often than not. These days, interceptions are killers because there's games in the SEC where you might only have seven or eight possessions. Right. These days, the clock – remember the clock starts when you go out of bounds? It didn't do that 20 years ago. You know, all that stuff. But, yeah, no, I love this guy, man. Let me me throw just a small wrench in his – uh, complete or excuse me, touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, a lot, I mean, a lot of what they do at Coastal Carolina quick, uh, quick game RPOs, mm-hmm. take your deep shots every once in a while. And I'll tell you what, his deep ball accuracy is sometimes better than his shorter and intermediate ball yeah. accuracy. Cole, Cole, you just, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You just described Bo Nix's last season, the short <laughs> passes, right? Yep, he's, he's similar. Nobody, he's completed 70% of his passes. 70% is 70%. And those four-yard passing plays are better than a first-down run for two yards, you know. Yeah. And, and, look, Hugh Freeze and, and Philip Montgomery are going to have similar stuff. So, that's a good sign. I mean, you know, you want him to go into an offense that he fits in because otherwise it wouldn't matter how good he was. And, and, uh, but sorry. that's my point. He's not, you know, he's not throwing these crazy concepts every play where he's got a, a higher – chance of throwing an interception or incompletion so well that kind of offense works when you have just a final thought here that also works when you maybe have an offensive line now Auburn's going to beef up the O-line here they're going to get some Juco guys they're going to get some transfers but it's still probably not going to be the best offensive line in the SEC let's not be sure. you know, right. here so what works in it when you have a fifth or sixth fifth to seventh best O-line in the SEC all the things Jay Head Jeffrey and Cole just described basically mm-hmm. a quarterback like no. Plus, you add a guy with all that experience and, and, and all that with two guys, excuse me, three guys like Hugh Freeze, Kent Austin, and Philip Montgomery, who mm. have a track record with quarterbacks. Gosh, it's hard to believe that that wouldn't work out, right? Mm. And if you get a guy like Ra Ra Thomas, or you know they're going to hit the receiver, the receivers hard in the portal. You're bringing in the tight end. Yeah. Uh, you think you're getting that guy? You're bringing in a tight end. You think we think they're getting Rivaldo Fairweather? That's going to give him a lot of options and a lot more playmakers than he's probably used to. I mean, Camden Brown is a guy that's – uh, Camden told us that he's talked to Hugh Freeze and Hugh's excited about his potential. You know, so I don't know. It's interesting. I, this, could be, this could be huge. And we said it from the start. Jeffrey, myself – we all had intel. Jeffrey, myself, all of us, Justin, that the minute that guy entered the portal, we knew Auburn was going to be a player. And I even projected that day, I think that's a school to beat within two minutes of him being in the portal. For all the reasons you guys just listed, he fits exactly what they're looking for. 
Justin actually said, I think he posted that same day, that Grayson was the one who actually reached out and initiated contact with Auburn. He is very interested in Auburn. I think Keith said Florida. There's going to be some other schools, don't get me wrong. But right now we think Auburn – we heard Auburn right off the bat, and then here he comes in the first week and he's able to. He's coming in. And uh, so we we all feel really good about Auburn's chances there. Of course, this is recruiting. Nothing is ever certain. But we got some – some uh, some momentum with him as far as we're concerned. Auburn does. How do you guys? I, I think the guy is going to be committed to Auburn in the next week. Okay, that's my gut. Could be wrong. We've been wrong before. I had to pick on Kay and leave for Auburn a week ago. Do you, how do you guys think Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner would handle that news? Robbie, not so well. I actually, I I don't know because yeah, I think it depends on how they break it to him as far as the competition is concerned, as long as he understands that it's an open competition, that he still has the capability of starting, he may handle it like a pro. But I, I tend to believe Jeffrey here that he's going to be a little bit emotional about it and that it will be a situation that will be hard for him. But hopefully in time, he'll understand that you have to have multiple quarterbacks in the SEC. We witnessed that this season. Due to injury, Robbie played, I think, predominantly most of the year with a uh, separated AC joint. Mm. Would have been really nice to have somebody that could have come and relieved him off the bench to let him heal. So I think it all depends on how they handle it, if they're straightforward with him, if they're honest with him about it, and they tell him that it's a competition and not a done deal that, you know what I mean, a a guy of Grayson McCall's caliber is going to absolutely be the starter. Maybe he handles it well, but I'm with Jeffrey. He's an emotional guy. You know what I mean? My my guess is – you know, he's going to be a little tweaked up about it. I think my concern would be McCall still has two years left, right? So 2020 didn't count for him, like for yeah. anybody. So right. correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. he has two seasons. Left. Is he a guy that after, if they're a good season, could go in the top three rounds of the draft? If not, he may be back for another season, which means another season to back him up. Does Robbie or Holden want to wait? You know I mean? It's – well, well, see, back in the day, that's what that's what you did. You brought in the high school oh, yeah. kid that he yeah. that he could be the two year starter down the road as junior and senior seasons. So, you know, I, I tend to go well. You know, not so much with Holden because I don't know that he expected to be the starter in year two. Right. So now you're looking at Holden, going, "Hey, man, you still got your junior and senior year if Grayson stays for us. You know, if he comes to Auburn and if he does, if he stays the second year, you've still got two years left for Holden. I think Robbie is going to be more of an ego, um, slight. To him, I, I already know he's a little flustered about the whole transfer quarterback, but that's just part of the game now that these these days. Jeffrey, here's how I described it to somebody. You 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 don't look at this as a – if you're a fan, you don't say, well, this means they think Robbie sucks. They don't – no, but you know no. what does – you know what sucks? The QB room as a whole sucks. And you're looking at your coaches, you're looking at the room more than you're looking at individual parts within that room. Absolutely. So they, they have two guys – they have two quarterbacks on scholarship that are capable right now, Holden Gurner and Robbie Ashford. We think so, but that's just right. two. You need two. the room itself stinks. It stinks yeah. right now because you don't have the numbers, and the numbers are as important as anything. The running back room and, and Holden and, and Robbie are both potential guys. Like yeah, we don't know that yeah, they can be the guys. Not guys at all, but the room as a whole is not. If you only have two guys, they've got to have, and not just adding, not just adding numbers for numbers. They need guys that can play. You know what I mean? And Correct. so I, if, if, if the other guys don't like it, and if they land a gave some call and the other guys don't like it, that's just the reality of the situation. And, and to, uh, be, to be brutally – go ahead, Keith. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was done. Uh, just to be, you know, brutally honest about this, um, I think Robbie Ashford is a, a phenomenal athlete. I mean, some of those runs he had in the Iron Bowl and whatnot wowed me a little bit. Looked like Cam Newton runs, Right. But you, you got two guys. You got Hugh Freeze. You got Ken Austin knows a little bit about offense himself. You got Philip Montgomery coming in that know offense pretty well and have done well with their offenses. And they look at Robbie Ashford and what they had to do with him in order to have success with the offense. They had to bring the offense down for him. And, and mm-hmm. that's, you can't do that. You can't do it. You can't mm-hmm. win that way. And, and the point that Jayhead was making, you know, uh, acquiring all this – this talent, I promise you it doesn't matter if you don't have a quarterback. I've seen Correct. a lot of talented teams go down without quarterback play, without good quarterback play. So You can't you couldn't go into next year with Robbie Ashford being your – Your the, only the, guy. 
the the hinge of the the season hinging on Robbie Ashford. Hey, let's go over some more transfer portal guys that are coming in this weekend. Before we do, uh, big how about you? First, how about you today to Jessica Andrews with EXP Realty. If you're looking for a home in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, she is the realtor for you. Five star consensus. We said it. Believe us. Give Jessica Andrews a call, 334-704-4442. Residential investment properties in Auburn, really skyrocketing right now. She will help you. She'll sell your home too, man. She'll get it ready to sell. Stage it, do it all. Five-star, Jessica Andrews, EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. Can we get right. her on some of these ads for this show? She looks a lot better than the four, she looks a lot better than the four of us. I'd prefer she, that. Uh, I'll see if I can work that out. Her photo above ours, the whole show. I'm going to get her Photoshop here. There you go. Hey, I'll write her out a, a script for next time they need my voice. <laughs> Just write it out there. Let her talk about it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine transfer guys coming in this weekend, if I counted correctly. Ricardo Feather, Fairweather, Fairweather, the tight end from FIU. We talked about him a little bit. We feel like Auburn is the, uh, the team to beat for him. Two guys from Mississippi State. We've also mentioned Dylan Johnson, the running back. Probably yes. need to touch more on him. Ra Ross Scott. All right, Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> my God, I'm going to go get my glasses. <laughs> Dylan Johnson, Grayson McCall, we talked to him. Ben Scott, the two yeah. offensive linemen, Ben Scott, Dylan Wade, Elijah McAllister, the edge yeah. from Vanderbilt graduate transfer guy. And then Keith Dion Wilson, who you talked to, is a defensive lineman from – are you eating right now? I'm from Arizona. <laughs> from Arizona, who you had a story on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. advertise with us. you got to cover up the, the, the label. Yeah. Tell us about Dion Wilson. Yeah. You know, big kid from Southern California, the area they call the Inland Empire, which is about an hour east of Los Angeles. Played in Arizona for a couple seasons, over 300 pounds, well north of 300. Uh, big they do, 6'6, six, six, right? Yeah, yes. big kid. So he's a guy, you know, he's, he hadn't started, told me he's never started a game in Arizona, but it has been a key backup. So you're thinking, okay, if you're Auburn, why would you go after this guy? Well, You've got to have big bodies in the middle, man. It just goes He's back to what you said about the quarterback, the room. They're hard, that's right. They are hard to find. You're looking for a size. Rodney Garner taught me this. You're looking for a size and you're looking for a skill set. And as a coach, you believe in yourself to be able to, okay, this guy's film ain't so good, but I can do this with this guy or, you know, whatever. Uh, I, you know, so he's got – he's a potential guy, but he's already saying Auburn's my number one. Uh, and he's coming in this weekend and his dreams to play in the SEC. And, you know, uh, the reality is there have been backups in the SEC that make the NFL. There's been guys that played for Garner that just in the last 10 years that made the NFL that didn't, didn't start a game at Auburn. And so I think the young guy sees the opportunity to play in the SEC and, and that's significant to him. So if it goes well this weekend, we don't know how hard Auburn's going to push. Um, if Auburn pushes, though, I think they're going to be hard to beat. Jay had Dylan Johnson. Let's move to him. I, I wanted to get the running back from Mississippi State. Yep. What do you know about him? Dylan Johnson, one of the best pass-catching running backs mm. in the entire SEC, probably in the entire country, comes from the Mike Leach offense, where obviously they chuck it around as much as anybody. Very dynamic in, uh, in the passing game as far as that's concerned, and an above-average runner as well. Somebody that could be a very good complement to Jarquez Hunter and Damari Alston and gives you a seasoned SEC back. That's something that we needed moving into next year. While we think that Damari is going to be fantastic, we don't know that just yet. He didn't get a ton of carries last year. You don't know how he's going to respond. But we know that Jarquez is going to be your bell cow in the backfield. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. What we don't know is who's going to be the third down back. Dylan Johnson can do that in spades. He can also pick up in pass pro, which is if you're bringing in a quarterback like Grayson McCall, you absolutely want his six covered. And having somebody like him that can come up and chip and catch up and pass protection on a defensive end that gets loose is extremely invaluable for an offensive line that will be gelling because we know it's going to be full of transfers, right? The continuity oh, yeah. that was here last year, not going to be here this year. So it's going to be a work in progress. But having a guy like Dylan Johnson, he can be an eraser for you in the passing game. He can also help you out in pass pro. So I think it would be a great pickup. Listen, you're losing tank. But you're picking up – I mean, Jeffrey and I and all you guys, we love Jarquez. You're losing Tank, but you're picking up uh, Jeremiah Cobb, who's got potential. Austin's yes. got a ton of potential. And if you add this guy, here's another one, guys. I think this would – I think your running back room would be better than last year. Right. I think it would be better than last year. 
if you land this, you land McCall, your QB room is significantly better than last year. Okay. Yes. D, D line room we know has got to get better, obviously. But then, here's yeah. another one though. If you land this mm-hmm. guy, and I think you you got everything. You got the power backs. You got the shifty guys like Austin, and then you got the guy that can do everything like this guy. Speaking of improving the room, wide receiver Ra Ra Thomas coming in. This guy visited last weekend. Cole, do you know much about Ra Ra? Yeah, man, I, I like Ra Ra. He's sort of your uh, do it all receiver. He can do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, route runner. He's the back shoulder fade guy that you can throw a fifty fifty ball up to. And he's mm. got good speed. And he's got a big body. He's six two, about two hundred pounds, right? So Kind of a little bit of everything there he, he's pretty good at. Uh, I don't think he's elite at anything. I think he's good at everything. Okay. And I will add this. When I asked a coach about him, they said the best thing that he does is he can get vertical in the passing game, and he can also get vertical in the red zone, which Auburn absolutely Ooh. needs a guy that can go up and moss it in the corner of the end zone. We didn't have that last year. I would, the irony is hey, Watch your tongue. <laughs> I was, I was right. about, other than, no, other they, than my they, man Camden Bryant, they you know, had him. Right. They just didn't use him. There you go. The irony is, I go with Brown. That's the comparison for me right now. But Camden, the irony. Well, Hugh Freeze loves the big receivers. In fact, I was watching the with some friends last night the Seattle Seahawks play. Well, DK Metcalf. Those yeah, are the oh guys yeah. he likes played for. But uh, the the irony of uh, of Ra Ra Thomas is Auburn could have got him for nothing out of high school. And now NIL, <laughs> the kid's about to kid's about to clean up. You know what I mean? But he, you know they didn't really recruit him from Ufaula. They right they, they, they would have taken a scholarship like that. Was Funny that, that last year? Twenty twenty. Yeah, I yeah, think so. But, you know, look, so I mean, that was only, Yeah, yeah. Gus well, you're only signing year. two to three. Well, you're only signing two to three receivers in a typical year. It's tough choices to make. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, who they signed? They signed Javarius Johnson and Omari Kelly, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, in that class, they signed the kid from South Florida. Um, that was the he's the slot receiver, Tavares Dawson. Dawson. Tavares Dawson, and that, and then the kid out of Texas, Hank or Howell, uh, Hal, Presley. Hal, uh, Hal Presley. Presley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omari, they were twenty twenty one. Yeah, Omari and Javaris were twenty twenty one. So Gus went with Hal Presley and Tavares Dawson. Which, hey, listen, at the time, I mean, they were big pickups. It wasn't like. He, you know, took, took took these unheralded guys over this unheralded guy. Right. Uh, let's see. Hey, I, I'm really excited about this offensive line duo that's coming in. Hey, I, excuse me. I, I'm going to include Isaiah Miller in here as well. Yeah. So he, he's a JUCO. You got these two, these three guys, all with two years of uh, of eligibility left. You got Dylan Wade, big time, a starting tackle, if I'm not mistaken, for Tulsa. Left tackle. Starting left tackle at Tulsa coming in for an official visit. And I was told earlier this week you, from the source, you think you got a chance? We got his coach. We got his coach. There and then, there, there, there's a big reason he's entering the portal. There's a big reason he's coming to Auburn this weekend. Going to definitely keep an eye on Dylan Wade, a left tackle, potential starting left tackle. And then um, Ben Scott. Yes. And then Isaiah Miller, Juco. I mean, those three guys, you talk about improving the room, Jay Head. That that's three starters, in my opinion, or potential starters. Okay. You never know where the kids coming from junior college. I love this kid's film. I love his length. I love his balance. Yep. To me, he is a prototypical left tackle in the SEC. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Xavier Miller. Okay. Absolutely love this kid, but it's a change in the level of competition. You know, sure. Group, a group of five is even better than what you're going to see in junior college. So how quickly does he adapt? to playing in the SEC against SEC pass rushers. I think what I love so much about Dylan Wade is he's not the biggest guy, but he's very long. You can see that on tape is his ability to extend how quick his feet are. You know what I mean? He's a 6'4", maybe 6'5", guy, maybe 6'5", but very light on his feet, very good length, very good in pass pro. If you get him, he's potentially a one-year guy, very much like a, a Johnny Cornelius if you were able to pluck him from Rhode Island to be your right tackle, this kid's probably a one-year guy. Well, Xavier Miller, you know you're going to have him for a couple years at least. So it gives you that layer depth that we talked about and mm. two guys that have the potential to cover your backside, you know, for a right-handed quarterback. And left tackles are invaluable. So them, in addition to, and you called it, um, Ben Scott, 
a guy that's played right tackle, a guy who played center last year, who was, I think, he graded out at above 60% on PFF in both pass and run pro. That's insane. We don't return a center this year, okay? And what I saw of Tate Johnson is a guy that needs a lot of work as far as that's concerned. And I'm not trying to be critical of Tate. I think he's a great kid. I think he's just got a long way to go. This is a guy that comes in here from day one and can start for you in the SEC. I mean, we're bringing in – this weekend is about bringing in two deep guys, and yeah. every one of these transfers are two deep players specifically on the offensive line. Well, and if Connor Lou is the real deal like a lot of people think – Oh, yeah. Then this guy could potentially slide over to guard. I mean, you're looking for the 10 best guy. I mean, excuse me, the 10 best – well, that's true. The five best guys, essentially. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the more guys, the better. They need flexibility. They need guys that can play multiple positions. It's amazing when you think about it, what Auburn did the last two years. I mean, five and six wins, but with quarterback play that wasn't what we're used to and then offensive line play mm. supremely diminished from six, seven years ago. Uh, but yeah. Auburn's, had, Auburn's had good luck from group of five guys before. Uh, for some of these guys that have come in. Uh, yeah. Jack Driscoll is obviously one guy that comes to mind. These guys, these are key pieces. I mean, the, 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 the offensive line, there's a good chance, what, four new starters from last year, guys that weren't even on the team could be starting. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Oh, new I look. Mean, I think, Cole, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think probably Jeremiah Wright is your only guaranteed starter moving into next season. And is he guaranteed? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's, a, here's a question. I, I can't even believe I'm asking this, but – what if you do pick up all these guys in the portal on the offensive line and get these two Juco guys and say, okay, we got eight guys now, let's say hypothetically, and where are they lacking? On the defensive line. We move them back to defense. I mean, I, uh, I'm just saying, I mean, what do you do? Because they got to get a lot better on the defensive line. You know, guys, I think the defensive line was, am I wrong? It was worse than the offensive line this past I'm, season. I'm more, more worried about the defensive line. Though. Yeah. I agree. I agree, except I wonder how scheme is going to transfer when we move to this 4-2-5 look or a 3-3-5 look, how they're coached. You know what I mean? Look, I'm not trying to attack Jimmy Brumby here, but I don't think we got the most out of what we had in our room last year either, if I'm going to be completely honest. What happens to a guy, you know what I mean, that just came out of the portal and came back to Auburn? What does he do for you from a debt standpoint? If you get a kid like – Come on, Zeke Walker? Yeah. What does Zeke do for you? What does a guy like Deion Wilson do for you who's a – this is the interesting thing on Wilson, and I'll go back to this. He was a tight end in high school. He's a guy that's been learning to play defensive line. So you see a lot of growth and potential there from that standpoint. I don't think he's a world beater by any means. But I think when you bring him in this weekend, you're going to check his measurables. And by measurables, I mean – and. Zach, I'm not trying to demonetize us here, how big his ass is. Because <laughs> how big his ass is will tell you a lot. It covers yeah. up linebackers, okay? It, enables, it allows you to provide coverage for them when they're, you know, when, especially if they're two-gapping and they're trying to get downhill. Cole knows this just as well as anybody. It's a, it's a real thing. I mean, so this is the kind of guy that can slot in behind Jason Jones, can also give you a Nietzsche sledge another year to develop. Mm. Probably your two best or two of your top four guys that you're bringing in in this class are D linemen. I mean, and it's the kid from Georgia who's an absolute going to be, I think he's going to be a star at the three tech slash five. And you got the kid from Florida. I'm trying to think of his name right now at the top Wilkie. of my head. Wilkie. Wilkie Denod, who yeah. plays edge, but he's going to be a five. Like, it, there's no way that kid is not moving down to defensive line. I don't care what they tell him. He's I, moving the defensive line. Yeah, I think he's more of a, a, a developmental guy myself. But, Jay, so you – I actually got to stick up for Brumbaugh here. I don't think they had, he had a ton to work with last year. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I mean – I agree. I don't know. What, I thought they played better the year before. What do you, what do you I, thought they, I thought they played better the year before underneath Nick Eason. I thought they turned loose a lot better. Um, I thought a guy like, uh, like Harris took a step back last year. I honestly do. I just don't think – I'm looking at the across the D-line, not counting the edges, and I don't see a lot of – just not I don't see a ton of talent, but I don't think we maximize what we had in the room. Okay. Key. That's fair. All right. Let's, speaking of D-line, let's look at these young guys coming in. I mean, who would have ever thought that high school recruiting would be like the uh, the third thing we talk about? Like, <laughs> it's, it, it's 
it's not it's an afterthought of course when you've got a new coach a new coaching staff and they're trying to turn this program around as quickly as possible the most important most important dudes are going to be your transfers they're going to be your juco guys who can come in we we didn't mention isaiah jada but he's another guy well we did mention him with uh, in passing with isaiah uh, Xavion Miller, but Jada will go to Colorado this weekend. We still think Auburn's in a really good spot for him. If they could get those two guys Ooh. from JUCO and then add two or three guys that coming in this weekend, that uh, would be an instant upgrade of the offensive line room. But you've got you've got some high school guys coming in this weekend. You've got uh, Braden Marshall, the UCF commitment. You've got Stephen Johnson, the Arkansas defensive line commitment. Eric Singleton, the Western Kentucky wide receiver yeah. commitment. Jamarian Wilcox, who has Auburn in the top four with Kentucky, Ohio State, Clemson. Yes. Clemson just picked up. Yes, the top four of Ohio State, <coughs> Clemson, Auburn, Kentucky. And right now I think the industry believes he's leaning towards Kentucky. That's the team that has the longest relationship. Okay. Uh, don't ever count out Auburn, though, with a Georgia kid. No. Last weekend visit, Cadillac Williams, you know, Austin Kent. Or is it Kent Austin? Damn it, I Kent can't Austin. remember. That's what I said. <laughs> Kent Austin. Uh, but really the biggest thing we're going to be watching, and listen, Quay Russo and James Smith. All right, that, that's what all the fans are going to – will they visit? We've heard no, no, no. We've heard Smith, yes. Russo, no. Now we're hearing both, yes. Does it matter, Keith? I don't think so. I, maybe not, but it doesn't hurt. I mean – I'm still leaning Rousseau no on a visit this weekend because I was told late yesterday still that he's just tired of it all. I know people are like, well, if he was, he he could come, he could. I mean, what he just went to Bama. This guy's already taken an official to Auburn. He's been mm-hmm. to Auburn more than a dozen times. They're exhausted, okay? I mean, people get exhausted about our updates. They complain, why are you writing about these guys so much? Okay, now imagine being those kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. they're being written about all the time. So Someone's- James. What I can say is, went in home with the the other night with both of these guys. They want to play at the same college. The in-home visit was not one in-home visit. It was separate in-home visits to give each kid their moment, right? Uh, James Smith, uh, his dad is heavily involved in his decision, from what I'm told. His dad, or uh, that's his advisor. He's, you know, uh, he's going to kind of guide James. And that went very well. They they really like Jeremy Garrett, the, the new Auburn defensive line coach. Now, with Quay Russo, he's running the show in his family. I think there's families kind of letting him guide them a little bit opposite there. <clears throat> he's just a little worn out. If Auburn can get him to campus, I mean, again, I'm not saying, Jeffrey, it hurts if he doesn't come, but I think it's a good thing if he does. Let's put it that way. Sure. If that makes any sense. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, Auburn's battling. I mean, when you look at the state rankings this year and you see the top guys, Bama – Bama's doing pretty well, but not like we're used to seeing them do, right? Peter Woods, defensive tackles, committed to Clemson. Kelby Collins, committed to Florida. Uh, Keldrick Falk going to FSU. It just makes you, in your head, and I'm thinking what all these Auburn fans are thinking, they ain't going to lose these guys. But Auburn's battling. Here's the thing. They're still considering Auburn after all the coaching changes. Gus Malzahn started recruiting those guys, okay? Three head coaches. All the position coaching changes. They're under – Defensive line coach. All the behind the – Jeffrey, you and I deal with all these behind-the-scenes, off-the-field staffers, wonderful people. Most of them are gone, okay? Rockfell and Tony gone. Jimmy Brumbaugh. The fact that Auburn's even in it tells you that they like Auburn. They like Auburn. Otherwise, Auburn wouldn't even be in it, okay? But is that going to be enough? That's what we don't know. I think a lot would have to change from – listen, and this is the way I'm looking at it. I'm 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 predicting these two guys and Keith. I think you are too to Alabama, regardless of what happens this weekend. I don't think anything can change my mind right now. And listen, if you want if you want those two guys to come to Auburn, I'm about to make it happen for you. Those two guys will absolutely sign with Alabama. It's a done deal. Lock it in. Hmm. I'm saying that. I'm, I'm, being, I'm jinxing it here. I'm, I'm guaranteeing. I'm guaranteeing. MacArthur duo to Bama. <laughs> there you go. So they'll sign with us. Well, yeah, we've had people on the board. We've had people on the message board. Oh, we love all our subscribers, but some of them are saying, hey, everybody needs to be there waiting for them. Signs. Make them feel – they're beyond that, okay? When they were yeah. 17, 16, 17, that was cool. They're beyond that. This is crunch time, okay? 
they, they, it's about bonding now. Do I feel comfortable with this guy? All right. And you're looking at Alabama and they've got, they've shown over the last few years, more stability within the program. Correct. Mm -hmm. They've won more games. They've played on the bigger stage. They've sent yeah, more guys. to NFL. It doesn't look, it, you know, now that said, again, despite all of that, these guys have given Auburn a fair shot. And I think, I think people, if they pick Alabama, people are going to say, oh, they were always going there. Okay, why take all these visits to Auburn then? You know, I, mean, I, I think they have been fair to Auburn, let's put it that way. But, again, I don't know if Auburn – Hugh Freeze has, is just starting to get to know these guys. Jeremy Garrett is just starting to get to know these guys. Christian Robinson was on the in-home visits the other day. He was fired that night. It's a miracle Auburn's even – we're even talking about them visiting this weekend, okay? I'm just being honest. Go ahead, Jay Head. I'm going to pose a question on these guys. Uh, here, I'll, I'll throw this out there, Jay Head. Go ahead. Does did, did, would Auburn have had a better chance if uh, Rock Bellantoni and those guys were still here? Better chance, yes. In result, the same, yes. yes. I, I completely agree. Um, completely I do agree. think the relationships were there, and and we've talked about this. I think money's going to be equal for these kids. Auburn and I, excuse sure. me. OTV is not going to get blown off the map by any offer that Alabama provides, Georgia, Florida, anybody else. It's all going to be equal. So what does it boil down to? Trust and relationships. Alabama's got them. they got the same guys recruiting them that have been recruiting them for the last 24 months. Auburn has been a hodgepodge of various recruiters with the exception of Zach Etheridge, who's been heavily invested. And if I'm going to say there's a reason why Auburn still has a puncher's chance, it's because of the relationship that Zach has developed and the way Hugh Freeze has come in and prioritized these guys. And to his credit, I mean, everything that I've heard is he killed the in-home of these guys. He was locked in. He was ready to go. He had the, you know, the ability to speak to the difference makers in that recruiting situation beyond just the kids themselves. He was able to mingle with them in a way that was personal and, you know, tried to create that trust in a very, very short window. This is where I think it's important and why it's important that he killed those in-homes with these parents and these other decision makers. We are in the age of the one-time transfer. Finishing second counts right yep. now. We don't know what's going to happen in 12 months at Alabama. Nick Saban could retire. He could have a falling out with his position coach. Quay Russell could decide, you know what, Alabama sold me a bag of dog shit. Who knows, you know what I mean? This is a situation that can turn on its head very quickly. And the fact that Auburn has prioritized these kids, that they have shown them that there's a fit for them at Auburn, I think is very important, whether you finish first or second in this recruitment. And, Cole, I, I want to kick it to you from there because you've had a relationship with Quay and James probably as long as anybody. Yeah, man, I was going to see them about once every two weeks for a while there. And uh, there's good reason for that. Like we said, I mean, it, it was not um, – a waste of my time to go and interview these guys because they were definitely interested in Auburn and still are. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm with Jeffrey Keith. I'm with all y'all. Uh, I don't, I don't think they signed with Auburn. I think they signed with Alabama. Um, I didn't get the impression and, and Rock Bill and Tony was fantastic with them. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get the impression that he was the factor that would have made it happen either. Um, although he did a great job with them. I, I think, from talking to them, man, they were tired of this mm -hmm. whole thing. So maybe they have, they have decided far back, hey, look, uh, I, I'm going to give everybody a fair chance. They're going to come after us. Um, you know, that's that's going to be part of this deal. But, look, I mean, Alabama's probably where we fit the best. couple points. Uh, they've been a while. couple quick points. People say, well, Alabama got the last visit. That says a lot. Auburn requested the old staff the June visit. So did Georgia. Now, could they visit again because Auburn's got uh, a second, uh, you know, coaching change? The rules say you can. It doesn't count against you. Yeah, they can. They can officially visit again. And, and maybe this weekend if they make it over that, like I think Jeffrey says, maybe that becomes an official visit. But they didn't need to see Auburn for three days all over again. Okay? They've right. been there a times. Now, second point is think about what we're asking of Hugh Freeze here if you're an Auburn fan. Guys, two and a half weeks, and you're saying go get the two five stars that are 45 minutes away that Alabama's been recruiting for for three years. Yeah. Let's see what Hugh Freeze. If this situation, if it's 12 months from now, it's mm -hmm. it be a little bit different. If it's 24 months from now, it's going to absolutely be different. If he's show, if the program is showing signs of life. But let's look at what we're asking 
And, and unfortunately, what happens is people look at the situation and they, they kind of turn on the kids. Well, they never liked us anyway and all that stuff. But, but let's look at the big picture. What are we asking of these kids? And then, and then you say, okay, well, what about NIL? I thought that was going to get you all these guys. No, the goal of the NIL is to make sure you don't get beat because of NIL. Yeah. Right. Jeffrey so eloquently always puts it. Okay. And, and that's not going to be why if they get beat, they get beat. Now, the flip side of that is what if they do get these guys? What if they do get these guys? Okay. There's going to be an eruption of lava coming out of Bryant Denny Stadium. Okay. Look at Jeffrey smiling, just visualizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just guaranteed it. But listen, to turn this thing around, they're going to have to start getting some wins like this. They are. They're going to have to start getting some wins like this. It, it, I mean, Miami stunk this year, and they're getting wins like this. Florida stunk this year, and they're getting wins like this. If you're going to turn it around, and by the way, there's, that's not a guarantee those programs are going to turn it around. I, uh, but if, if, if you're Auburn, you've got to start. We don't see these wins anymore. Guys, we, don't see, right. we used to see them a lot. We don't see them anymore. Moving forward in this first full, full year, Alabama's always going to get their in-state guys, right? Yep. But Auburn has to be the de facto for the Peter Woods, for the Keldrick Falks, for the uh, – who's the kid going to Florida? Kelby Collins. What about Tamorian Parker? I mean, T.P. Parker. Those guys have to come to Auburn. One of the great classes in recent history in the state of Alabama, and look what Auburn's getting from the state of Alabama right now. How much better would Auburn's class be right now if you looked on there and saw Peter Woods, Keldrick Falk, T.P. Parker, T.J. Parker, and uh, Kelby Collins? How much better would you feel? And, and again, at the position we're talking about where they've been weaker than any All D-line. Yep. A top 15 class is what you're talking about, Jeffrey. Man, a lot of class. Well, on those guys alone, I'm not talking about yeah. what we potentially we'd be right. Oh, we'd have them right right now. Um, hey, I tell you what, let's close the show with some predictions on commitments this weekend or before signing day, and then we'll get to some how bouchies, and then we're going to get back to work. Um, I, I I think we all feel pretty good about some guys. Yeah. Go, go, Give me one one guy you feel good about. Happening this weekend, or to eventually sign with Auburn? Who do you think could be next? Oof. Who could be next? Uh, I'm going to say Rivaldo Fairweather. Okay. Jay Head. Braden Marshall. Okay. Keith. Yep. Sorry, I'm I'm looking up stuff too. Who I think is going to be next potentially Friday? I, Steven Johnson's a guy to watch. The Arkansas defensive line commit. Uh, I'll tell you the one I'm watching this weekend. There's a few that I'm really tracking. I'm interested in Jamari and Wilcox. Yes. Running back. Because Auburn just entered the picture a couple weeks ago. He's already, we think, Auburn expects him to visit. Of course, this is the season of deception, the season of sleight of hand, of, you know, look this way, and we got something going on over there. But uh, So Clemson, Ohio State, Kentucky, and Auburn. Why hasn't he committed yet to Kentucky? That's a question. Ohio State lost a running back. How hard are they recruiting him? We don't know the answer to that. Clemson just got a running back commit. So it looks like maybe it could be. I think Kentucky's more worried about Auburn than anybody. Let's put it that way. And one other thing. We know how valuable right now official visits are. Jeffrey's got a running thread on it. We're burning an OV on this kid. We're not bringing him in to slow play him. So what happens this weekend to me is very important, and I love this kid. I think he's dynamic. I question his size a little bit, but the kid is an absolute fit for what Hugh Freeze wants to do on the offensive side of the football. I think Cole has coined this, but he is an absolute tear in the open field. I mean, he really is. From what I understand, the key to this weekend for him is going to be the relationship with Cadillac. He has none with Cadillac right now. It's all Ken Austin that he's dealing with. So yeah, it is. If he clicks with Cadillac this weekend, who he doesn't know, if he can click with him this weekend, anything's possible. You know, anything's possible. And, and we've had multiple people tell us, uh, rave about Cadillac, what he did during that interim session relating to kids more than they've ever seen from him before. So if Cadillac can win this kid over, I think they got a real shot. So that's kind yeah. of And hey. that – go ahead. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let me, go ahead, Cole. Finish this uh, up. Not trying to change the subject, but Keith wanted, wanted to tell you this on Connor Lou, the guy he reminds me of. Uh, is Will Putnam? That's who he kind okay. of that went to Clemson. Same person, Auburn. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, work a team of almost went to Auburn's. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice man. How about this list of high school guys? Yep. Braden Marshall. Yep. Yeah. Okay, here you go. We can do a thumbs up for. Okay, yeah. Okay, Braden Marshall. I, yes. I, I'll even give you transfers. Some of the transfers. Braden Marshall. Everybody, I'm going here. Uh, Rivaldo Fairweather. Yes. Stephen Johnson. Uh, we should tell the podcasters we're going thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going because it depends on if we push. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Eric Singleton. Yes. yes. Thumbs yes. up. Yep. Very good eval on that one. Isaiah Jada. Yes. Yes. I think so, yes. Isaiah Miller. Yes. 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 Tyler Scott. Yes. Yes. Uh, caveat with Tyler Scott. Let me throw in Jeff. He may not announce until January seventh the the All American Bowl. Okay. Antonio, but I good think good to all know. Good shape. Which, which would be a lot of fun if he chose Auburn. Those those kind of things are always cool. Uh, so. How about how about C.J. Johnson? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. How about uh, Tony Mitchell? Yes. Maybe. I'm going. Yeah. I'm 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 putting it on the table. I'm going. Yes. I think they. I think that is the one statement win. Cole said no. I think that's the one statement win we get on signing day. Cole, you're really saying no. <clears throat> I'm, I'm. I'm going with the uh, Quay and James thing that you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about Dion Wilson, the transfer? They want him. Yes, if they want him, right? Yeah, if they want him. If they want him, we know that. Um, I'm. I'm, the edges there, we don't really know enough about these guys yet. Elijah McAllister, Trace Ford has Auburn in the – I don't really feel good enough. I don't think anybody else Trace putting in a prediction a, with those guys. Yeah, he's right. got a top four of what, Auburn, Oklahoma, and USC. If we're, if we're ranking our portal guys, I think Trace Ford's number one for me. He should be. But ahead of Grayson McCall? Yeah. Well, not ahead of Grayson. Not for importance, but as a player, I, I think, gosh, he's, he's a player. How about Grayson McCall? Yes. 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 Yes for me. Dylan Johnson? Yes. I'm yes. gonna give it a yes. You know what? Which makes me for transfers, it's it tells you a lot when, when a school offers them and they come in to visit. That's a big deal for transfers. It's getting that first visit <clears throat> is pivotal, Jeffrey. You've seen it. it. you know what I mean? Whether they commit after that visit or the second one, that can be the complete difference and you're not you're not assured of another visit. And you know, yeah, I talked to Dylan Johnson a couple of times. He's from the Delta in Mississippi. He, yeah. that, ain't, that ain't no kid that wants to go that far from home, man. That oh, ain't no kid. Listen to Keith. <laughs> that ain't no kid. How about you? How about you there, Keith? <laughs> you? No, he, uh, I, I, I mean, Auburn's as close to home as it's going to get for him, really. So I, I, I kind of like Auburn there, too. Here's your stuff. It makes me curious about Jamarian Wilcox, too. Uh, would they take them both? I don't know. I would. I, I think we always knew they wanted two high school backs in this class. I think – And a portal guy. And a portal guy. This is your second high school guy. Now, look, you've got a kid from Hewitt Trustful in Sean um, – Jackson. In Sean Jackson, who has been admirable. Is Wilcox's upside better than his? Yeah. I, I think yes in this offense. I, I, I do. Yeah, it is. Here's your tough one. Rah, rah. I'm going yes. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going yes all the way on this. I'm going yes. Yeah. No, from, no. What I, from what I know, I'm going yes. Keith and Cole both say no. Jay, hey, we've got a split decision here. We I do not have a... confidence coming out of Athens, GA, on that. One. Oh, really? He could end up at Auburn, and obviously, Ole Miss is still involved too. It's those three teams: Ole Miss, Auburn, Georgia. A lot of confidence coming out of Athens, but if yeah, look, NIL is going to be a big one there. Yeah. Yeah, it might be the defining. I thought Auburn could have gotten for zero just a couple of years ago. You're going to hammer that, aren't you, Keith? <laughs> ben, ben Scott, I mean, some of these guys we just don't know enough about. You know, who's to know? Uh, Dylan Wade, we don't really know, although I'd probably put a yes on Dylan Wade just from Dylan Wade. I'll say yes. Um, you guys checked out Dylan Wade's Twitter by chance? Yes, sir. And all the offers that have poured I in? I think he's missed an offer. I think he's got them all. I really don't think he's missed one. Listen, Maybe Alabama. That's about a top 20 portal guy. How about Amari Kite? Oof. I just don't know what to think about him. Going to UCF this weekend, I think, or Miami. He went to Miami. No, he had a – no, that's Javion Cohen's going to Miami. This yeah. Weekend. All right, so listen. Consensus yes is on 
Braden Marshall, Rivaldo yep. Fairweather, Eric Singleton, Isaiah Jada, Isaiah Miller, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tyler, Tyler Scott, C.J. Johnson, uh, Grayson McCall, Jella Johnson, and then we've got a couple of yeses for Ra-Ra. Ra-Ra. What about Dante Thornton? That's that's my yes. I, I was going yes on him and then no on Ra-Ra. That's, that's where I'm going on mm. I don't know about him. I'm going yes for today, but when we do our recruiting show on Tuesday, I may have a big fat no contingent on what happens down at Miami this weekend. Yeah, that but was my thing uh, Ra-Ra as well. It was surprising to me that Miami was the second team and not Penn State. Now, it shouldn't have been because of the relationship with the head coach. Wow. Man, this guy's – I've heard – okay, when he first went into it and I found out that Auburn had interest, it was – yeah, but, you know, it's 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 understood he's going to go with Mario to Oregon. I think I even put my first couple of trackers. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. That that he was uh, going to – and then we heard Penn State, and then I heard USC with Caleb Williams. Uh, so, um, who knows what to think. But <sighs> – I, I think Ra-Ra is probably more likely, but yes. Keith doesn't think so. Well, no, more likely than Thornton, I do. Okay. Auburn's in it. I just know there's some real confidence. Listen, I was talking to somebody earlier today. When there's confidence coming out of Athens, they got a pretty good track record, right? You're right. But, again, things always change. It's just a matter of when. Does Auburn start to change that narrative this weekend, or is it another year we got to wait for that? And nothing day. would make me happier than to watch Hugh Freeze pull Kirby Smart's pants down on Rod Rod Thomas. I promise you that. Mm. The former you follow guy maybe want to get back home. Hey, guys, let's get some how about you's in, and then we're going to uh, get wound up for the re- week end. Uh, anybody got some how about you's? Yeah, I got one. Oh, yeah. All right. In the thread, who is J-Head? Mailman <laughs> 84. 94. 94. Excuse me. His answer was a guy that is wrong 85% of the time. <laughs> slayed me, dude. Absolutely. Why are you going to do that to me, Bill, man? You know what? How about you to you, brother? <laughs> no, all right. All right. All right, mailman, 94. He's only wrong 65%. I wouldn't say that. 65% of the time, all the time, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Uh, Cole, how about you? I got none this week. Oh, that's. That's understandable. Well, even I have one. Okay. Come up with one, Cole. You've got 35 seconds. All Keith, right. Who you got, big dog? Yeah, we've got a brilliant new poster. Um, he's sweaty, doesn't wash a lot, and is cut real short. It's Keith George. Oh. <laughs> brilliant guy. Love him. Keith George. The post, just like the name. You know, I wonder who he, I wonder who he's talking about. <laughs> Are you frozen, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. All right, Cole. You want to yep. wait till after? Oh, you got one. AU ten fifty seven. Oh yeah, man. That's that's a that's a big how about you right there, and that's a AU ten fifty seven squared. How about you to AU ten fifty seven? I got one for him too. All right, yeah. I got I got some for you. Uh, the poster formerly known as AU eighty nine oh eight, now known as Coochie Rabbit. <laughs> Coochie Rabbit eighty nine oh eight. How about you, big dog? Uh, how about you to War Dan Eagle? How about you to bring the rain? How about you to William Cutting times two? I had him down for two this week, William Cutting. How about you to Lake Tiger 558? How about you to Cow Barn? Cow Barn. How about you to Carnell as an Escalade? And how about you to my main man, Molester Stallone? There you go. Good stuff, man. We man, our, our board's been churning, son. It's been a lot of fun. Great posters. New guys coming in as uh really loving the really loving the community there on the corner if you're not a member of that site auburn live on three we've got a special going right now man this is the time to get on board pay 25 dollars now and not a dime more until september you're going to have a lot of information coming out this weekend folks we got all these visitors coming in we've got uh the dead period 
starting Sunday night at midnight. So it's going to get all these visits in. A lot's going to happen between now and Wednesday. Wednesday, they're going to start signing folks. We're going to have a call-in show Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Y'all be here for that. We will probably be our, our usual schedule Monday. Keith and I would have inside the 20. We we might we might shake some stuff up, bring in another recruiting show before Wednesday. So we'll have a little bit more time to talk about everything. And then and Wednesday, we're, we're making some plans for potentially a live show on Wednesday as well. So get signed up. And if, if you aren't, uh, or if you are, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All this free content, we're coming out each week. We're going to continue to do this because recruiting is going to go into February and probably into June. I mean, all the way up to June, the, the transfer portal coming. Hey, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody subscribing. Y'all lock in for this weekend. It's going to be a big one, man. For Keith, for J-Head, for Pink, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of that left lane, please.